The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, available on all platforms and YouTube, he's the Apex Podcaster. He's the wise owl of professional wrestling. He smells better than dude love with Sex Panther on. He's the king of fantasy booking. He is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. He is Omega Luke, and you're listening to the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. What is going on guys? That is right. My name is Omega Luke and today, today is the final of the Fantasy Booking League. We are finally here. It has taken a long time. This started all the way back in August which seems a very long time and it started with indeed one of the finalists that we have today. So this episode is going to be available on all podcast platforms so you can listen to it through your ears but you can also see it for yourselves on YouTube. You won't be able to see the guys actually fantasy booking but I thought it would be quite nice to see you watch my live reactions to listening to both of their fantasy bookings. Um, First time I've ever done it, may go down well, may not, I don't know. However, I thought it would be a nice idea, maybe nice for the guys to actually Um, see me react to their special fantasy bookings. They both put a lot of hard work into the fantasy booking league up until now anyway. Um, And I'm guessing that they put a lot of hard work into the final because it is indeed the final. I'm going to have my first ever Omega Luke fantasy booking champion. So, very exciting times. Like I said, first champion. Um, But I want to thank everyone else um, involved in the Fantasy Booking League. It would not have been possible if we didn't have 3rd to 10th place um, in this Fantasy Booking League. So thank you everyone who's participated, whether you've had one match and pulled out or whether you have fulfilled the four matches and didn't quite make the, the final. I appreciate everyone's hard work. I appreciate everyone listening to everyone's hard work and giving great feedback to me and enjoying these episodes because when I first did it I didn't know how it was going to go well. i never seen anyone do anything like this before. Uh, I had a vision. I enjoyed doing the fantasy booking episodes by myself and one Friday afternoon I had the crazy idea that a fantasy booking league could be done and I did it and it's been incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've learned a lot from from doing it. Um, like I said, I probably won't be doing another league format for now. Anyway, I never know. Never say never. What could happen in the future? Um, but it's been very much enjoyable to do, and I will take on board everything. And I just want to say as well before we go actually more into the finalist, the standard of fantasy bookings that we've had 
from the very first episode, which included Mason Adams, the first finalist of the Fantasy Booking League, up until the last episode where we had Royley Rumbled versus Math, and then obviously we've had other ones in between, and and now we've had Wilfred versus Mike, the first match outside the Fantasy Booking League to be a, um, a contender for the future champion. The standard of fantasy bookings has gone through the roof. They've got better and better and better. And that is a credit to everyone who is involved in the fantasy booking league um, for doing that. Because they are listening to what other people are doing. They are thinking, oh shit, I need to up my game here. I need to get better at this. They're including sound effects. They're including music. They're coming up with very innovative ideas. And I fucking love it. And it's just made this whole fantasy booking league even better than what I ever imagined. And you guys, the people listening to it, have made me very aware of how much you have enjoyed these fantasy bookings. You've been tweeting me, saying who your favourite is. We've even had some people who want to come on so much because they enjoy the Fantasy Booking League that they are calling out certain um, people of the Fantasy Booking League. We have a future match already set up uh, between Dominic Elder Baker and Armbar Audio Podcast because he wanted to face him. We also have Josh and Stewie called out two other people who they have already faced and lost against. So that is something, another avenue we can go down in the future. So, like I said, the standard has gone better. Um, we are now at the final. So let's talk about the two finals before we get into this. It's going to be a bit of a longer episode, but however, I didn't do any uh, talking with the two finalists during their bookings. So... Let's start with Mason Adams. He's on three wins and one draw. Obviously, that draw came in the very first match against uh, Roberts, uh, a match that was in Mason's hands to win. He could have been 4-0. However, just missed something. It missed that Dean Ambrose hill turn. Uh, he then went on and defeated Scotty Topknotty, who eventually left the Fantasy Booking League. Uh, he then went on and defeated... Who am I missing here? We had... We, he, he defeated Dom, Dominic Alderbaker, and he, of course he defeated Booker T. Um, so well done to Mason Adams. He's done some incredible bookings. One thing to make uh, you, you all aware of, of Mason Adams' bookings, is it's all been in the same universe. So each booking has led on to the next, which is the only person to do that. It's very clever how he's done it. Hopefully... His fantasy booking of Andrade Cien Armas carries on from where his rock one last run ended up. Um, maybe he listens to my feedback that I gave him in the last match and describes what part uh, and where we are in his wrestling universe, his fantasy booking wrestling universe. So, incredible stuff from Mason Adams. Royley Rumbled now. They came in after one match had already been done in their round, which was Kinzakil. He, he eventually left. Um, that that bastard Kinzakil. So <clears throat> we went from one win against Vern and Royley Rumbled had took the Fantasy Booking League by storm. They came in. I did fancy them being quite good. I said to everyone before they came in, expect big things from these guys. They know their wrestling, especially WWE stuff. They know their wrestling. They're very good at predicting things, which means I believe <clears throat> they know how to fancy book because they know what people want. So they came in the fantasy booking league in their first match against Ricky Dent, I believe, the Peaky Blinder Ricky Dent. 
and it was the Shawn Michaels episode, and it was really good. Absolutely incredible work from Royley Rumbled. Their next match then was Josh and Stu, their bitter rivals from the Prediction League. And my word, did they do incredible in that as well. So it led on to a match where whoever won the match would go on to the final. And that was against the Mark with the Mouth, M-A-F-F, Math. And although they already had the win given to them, it would not have mattered even if they hadn't had that match because they won the first two. And if they had beaten the Mark with the Mouth, Math, they would have automatically gone through on head-to-head. So even if I took the two points off that they won from Kinza, um, which they just like adopted from when Kinza left, because I, I just decided to just keep the same scores instead of making them redo something, that's just pointless. Um, they would have won, they would have gone through the final anyway had they had beat Math Rogers, which they did in an incredible fashion yet again. So I'm expecting big things from this match. Mason Adams has got better and better each time. He's kept it in the same universe. He's improved on how he fantasy books. Royley rumbled. They've came in. They were already incredible. Like, less, no feet about it. It's their first fantasy book and they were already really good. They started adding... Well, let's, let's go back a step, actually. They, they, they were the first guys to come in and adopt the two-man rule that we've seen them use so perfectly, by the way. One of the guys describes what is happening leading up to the promo. Stops. The other guy starts the promo. It sounds so good. It sounds better than what I'm describing. Now, I'm not doing it justice describing this. It does sound incredible. They then adopted Josh and Stu's um, way of adding sound effects in their last booking, which made their booking even better with sound effects. So, are they going to bring anything new to this fantasy booking match for this fantasy booking final? Is Mason Adams going to up his game? Is he going to do something very innovative and very new for the fantasy booking final? Or is he going to stick to what he knows, stick to what he does best, and just like he's been doing, just getting better and better, stay in the same universe, I really hope he does, and just blow this out of the water. And I don't want to say Mason Adams is an underdog, because I don't believe that. But Royley Rumble haven't put a foot wrong yet, whereas Mason Adams has had a gradual rise. So I think this is the perfect match of I really don't know who is going to win. I genuinely don't. So this is perfect for me. I can't wait. Um, I've already spoke long enough. We'll come up to 10 minutes already. Let's shut me up and let's hear the first fantasy booking of the Omega Luke Fantasy Booking League Final. Hey, what's going on, Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast listeners? I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And we are Royally Rumbled. Today we are in the finals of the Omega Luke Podcast Fantasy Booking League. Yeah, and we were tasked with booking Andrade, formerly known as Andrade Cien Almas. So that's it. That's the those were the only stipulations that we were given. Omega Luke has given us free reign to beat Mason Adams. So our fantasy booking kicks off October 4th, 2019. SmackDown Live debuts on Fox. 
The McMahon family opened the very first SmackDown Live on Fox in the ring. Vince McMahon has the microphone, and he says, At the beginning of 2019, we told you things were changing, and indeed they have. From a massive superstar shakeup after WrestleMania that saw many of your favorites wind up on different brands than you were used to, one such change was the architect Seth Rollins coming to SmackDown Live and earning a WWE Championship opportunity at SummerSlam, and making it count. The return of Michael Cole to the SmackDown Live commentary team is another. What is old is new again, and with that, we will see, at the end of this month, the return of the King of the Ring event, which will take place live from the O2 Arena in London, England. Four men from Raw and four from SmackDown Live will compete to crown the 2019 King of the Ring, and that winner will earn a championship opportunity at Survivor Series. The crowd goes wild. Twitter is on fire as UK fans celebrate. But that's not all. Stephanie McMahon continues. We will also see a Queen of the Ring tournament at Evolution the following night. Qualifying matches for both will begin next week. Vince's music plays as the segment ends. The next week on SmackDown Live, October 11th, 2019, SmackDown begins with the qualifying matches being announced for the King of the Ring tournament. We're getting Sheamus versus Aleister Black, Jeff Hardy versus Andrade, Cesaro versus Mustafa Ali, and Rey Mysterio versus Killian Dane. Andrade with Selena Vega versus Jeff Hardy in a King of the Ring qualifier. El Idolo! Andrade enters first alongside Zelina Vega. She has a microphone and cuts a promo as they make their way to the ring. Andrade is ready to put your favorite relics from yesteryear to rest. The charismatic enigma has never felt the power of El Idolo. He will be handled easily. As she says the word easily, she and Andrade hit their tranquilo pose together. Jeff Hardy enters next to a loud pop. The match begins as the two competitors feel each other out. Andrade takes control early on, but Hardy gets a few shine spots in. Andrade continually cuts him off at every turn. Andrade whips Jeff chest first into the corner, and Jeff crumbles to the ground. He begins to move back into the corner as he sits up. Zelina Vega is on the outside giving directions to her business associate. Andrade begins stomping Hardy in the corner, as the referee tries to pull him off. Andrade backs off and then goes to grab Hardy by the hair to bring him to his feet. Hardy fires back and connects with a sit-out jawbreaker, stunning Andrade. Hardy gets Andrade up to his feet and goes to throw him through the ropes to the outside, but Andrade latches onto them and Zelina Vega moves underneath him, striking their tranquilo pose. Hardy taunts him and runs at Andrade, connecting with a dropkick sending Andrade to the outside. The ref backs Hardy up as Vega checks on Andrade. Corey Graves comments, 
who's going to solidify their spot in the King of the Ring tournament? Find out when SmackDown Live returns from break. Back from commercial, and Jeff Hardy is lying prone in the corner. Andrade is hyping himself up, and Vega is slapping the ring mat. Andrade runs and hits the opposite corner to rebound out, and connects with the running Meteora knees across the chest of the charismatic Enigma. Andrade pulls Hardy out of the corner and taunts to the crowd. He bends down, and Hardy catches him with a roll-up. One. Two. No. Andrade kicks out. Andrade pops up and hits a strong kick to the midsection of Hardy. Vega applauds on the outside of the ring as Andrade collects himself. He pulls Hardy to his feet and Hardy counters and sets up a twist of fate. He spins and Andrade spins with him. Andrade connects with a fake boot and spins into a back elbow. Hardy falls and Andrade covers. One. Two. No. Hardy kicks out. Vega screams. Andrade pulls Hardy up and sets him up for the hammerlock DDT, but Hardy counters out and kicks Andrade in the gut. Hardy lands a twist of fate and rises to his feet. He moves over to the corner and takes his shirt off. The crowd goes crazy as he calls for the Swanton Bomb. Zelina Vega jumps up on the apron as the referee argues with her. Jeff is distracted, which allows Andrade to get up and crotch Hardy up on the top rope. Andrade manages to set Hardy up for the rope-hung hammerlock DDT, and he connects. He pulls Hardy's shoulder in and hooks the leg for the cover. One, two, three. Andrade has qualified for the King of the Ring tournament and celebrates in-ring with Vega as replays are shown of the action pack match. The following week on SmackDown Live, October 18th, 2019. Alistair Black leads off the show to inform everyone exactly how the devil will get his due come King of the Ring. He is interrupted by Seamus and Cesaro, with Seamus declaring that Black got lucky against me last week, but Cesaro will show everyone because we don't just set the bar, we We are are the bar. They're interrupted by Rey Mysterio, who comes out and says, If anyone has what it takes to outlast the field at King of the Ring, it's me. He is cut off by Andrade with Zelina Vega. Vega says, The only man who is going the distance is El Idolo. But Andrade is a man of action, not words. And he's more than willing to show you what I mean. Everyone is in the ring with each of their backs to a corner, and they start jawing at one another. They eventually go face to face. They're all trash talking. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon appears on the stage. He says, Now hold on just a minute, players. With a knowing smile, I smell a tag team match. And it starts right now. Andrade with Zelina Vega and Cesaro with Sheamus versus Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black. Aleister and Andrade lead off. Michael Cole suggests that they might still have some unfinished business left from NXT. They start off fast with drop downs, leapfrogs, and trading shoulder blocks. Andrade catches Black with a deep arm drag, sending him careening to the corner with Cesaro and both legal men 
collect themselves and rise to their feet at the same time. Black rushes toward Andrade, but Andrade picks his leg and rolls it through into a knee bar. Black yells out in pain as Andrade breaks the hold and pulls him towards the corner to make the tag to Cesaro, who begins an aggressive beatdown to the downed Black. Cesaro pulls Black to his feet and whips him into his own corner. Andrade tags in again and they work Black back and forth. Cesaro has Black in a sleeper in the center of the ring, as the WWE Universe, egged on by Rey Mysterio on the apron, tries to give Aleister Black some much-needed momentum. Black eventually reaches his feet and gets whipped into the ropes again. As he hits the ropes, Mysterio reaches out and makes a blind tag, and Aleister Black hits his second rope moonsault. He lands in his signature seated position. Confused, Cesaro looks at him, and spins around to eat a seated senton from a flying Rey Mysterio. Black rolls out of the ring and Mysterio uses his speed to avoid Cesaro. He lands a front drop kick, hanging Cesaro up on the second rope, prone for a 6-1-9. Mysterio sprints to the opposite ropes and Andrade pulls them down, sending Mysterio falling to the outside. Zelina Vega distracts the referee and Sheamus crushes Rey with a brogue kick. Andrade rolls Ray back into the ring, and Cesaro makes the cover, but it's broken up by Black. Cesaro tags Andrade in as Black slides out of the ring and is confronted by Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus then corner Black on the outside, and Andrade sees an opportunity and climbs to the top turnbuckle, looking to the outside. Mysterio runs up on the corner and connects with a huge Frankensteiner to Andrade to the outside of the ring onto everyone. The crowd goes nuts as Ray throws Andrade back into the ring. Ray stands on the apron taunting as Andrade rises to his feet. Ray connects with a West Coast pop and scores the pinfall. Friday, October 25th, SmackDown Live. The final SmackDown before King of the Ring. A fatal four-way is announced for the participants of the King of the Ring tournament from SmackDown. Tonight we will see Andrade versus Cesaro versus Rey Mysterio versus Aleister Black. The match begins and it's a brawl. Everybody is fighting with each other. The action spills out of the ring until Rey Mysterio and Andrade are left alone. Andrade runs at Mysterio and Rey leaps up onto Andrade's shoulders, delivering a Hurricane Rana sending Andrade out of the ring to the floor with both Black and Cesaro. Ray lines it up and runs off the ropes to hit a suicide dive, but Black leaps up onto the apron and connects with a pump knee strike. The action throughout the match is almost non-stop, as all four men are vying for the momentum heading into tomorrow's King of the Ring pay-per-view. The announcers comment on the will of all four men from SmackDown having to wrestle multiple matches tomorrow for the tournament. The match finally breaks down at the end. Cesaro hits a very European uppercut on Rey Mysterio. Aleister Black comes in and he hits a big boot on Cesaro, staggering the Swiss Superman. Black goes for a black mass, but Cesaro catches Black's foot mid-swing. Cesaro throws Black to the ground and goes for a jumping double foot stomp, connecting with it. Black rolls out to the apron of the ring. Cesaro cranks his neck and walks slowly over to Black. 
As Black rises to his feet, Cesaro steps up onto the middle rope and hooks Black and throws his arm over Cesaro's neck, readying him for a suplex to the inside of the ring. Cesaro lifts as Black struggles. Cesaro tries a second time, but Black is still fighting him. Cesaro strikes Black's back a few times, weakening him. Cesaro goes to lift Black to suplex him into the ring, when Andrade springboards in and Sunset flips over Cesaro, grabbing his hips and powerbombing Cesaro as Cesaro suplexes Black into the ring. The crowd goes nuts. Andrade covers Cesaro quickly. One, two, kick out. Andrade moves to cover Black. One, two, kick out. Black rolls to the outside and Rey Mysterio comes back in. Him and Andrade have some quick back and forth, countering each other at every turn. Mysterio drop kicks Andrade's knee, and Andrade falls prone into the middle rope. Ray realizes he's set up for the 619, and he rebounds off the ropes, but Cesaro is there to cut him off. Cesaro lifts Ray, but Ray counters him into a Hurricane Rana, sending Cesaro next to Andrade in the ropes. Ray calls for the 619 and rebounds. As he swings, Cesaro catches Ray. He pulls him in and hits Ray with a side suplex. Andrade begins to stand up, and Cesaro hits Andrade with a big boot, knocking him out onto the floor. Cesaro cranks his neck and stalks Ray until he's on his feet. He sets him up for the neutralizer and extends his arms to lock it in, but he's caught out of nowhere with a black mass to the chin. Cesaro drops and Alistair Black covers him. One, two, three. Alistair Black's music plays as the bell rings and all four men are met with a standing ovation from the crowd. Black stands tall as SmackDown ends. Saturday, October 26th, King of the Ring, the O2 Arena in London, England. It is announced on the pre-show panel that Jerry the King Lawler will be joining the commentary table for this special event. Nigel McGuinness, on the pre-show panel, goes over who is in the tournament representing both Raw and SmackDown. From Raw, we'll see Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe, and Drew McIntyre versus Velveteen Dream. And then from SmackDown Live, we'll see Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro and Aleister Black versus Andrade. Andrade versus Aleister Black is the very first match of the tournament. Aleister is out first and gets a huge reaction from the UK audience. They sing along with his entrance music and create a big moment. Andrade hits the stage next wearing his El Idolo mask, but without Zelina Vega, who is back in the United States competing in the Queen of the Ring tournament herself. The bell rings and both men step forward to the center of the ring. The crowd is electric and they take it in. Andrade slaps Black across the face. Black answers with a pump knee to his face, and Andrade powders out of the ring. Black stays on him, throwing him into the ring steps and the barricade. Black rolls into the ring to break the count. Andrade slides in at eight. He rushes at Black and connects with a vicious fake kick elbow strike, dropping Black and visibly stunning him. Andrade runs to the ropes and hits his signature Tranquilo pose. Black sees this and gathers himself for a seated position in the center of the ring. The crowd loves it. Andrade heads for Black in the center of the ring, 
who ducks a kick and attempts a schoolboy. One, two, Andrade kicks out. Black whips Andrade to the corner and rushes to hit a body attack, but Andrade ducks it and connects with an enziguri. Black falls to a seated position in the corner and Andrade hits the Meteora. He climbs to the top rope as Alistair is in pain on the mat and leaps into a moonsault, but Alistair counters with boots to the face. Black pops up and hits a flurry of kicks, knees, and elbows before dropping Andrade with a shining wizard. Black taunts to him and is set to deliver the Black Mass. Andrade rises to his feet and swiftly ducks the Black Mass attempt, landing another massive enziguri to drop Black. He shoots the half and goes for the cover. One, two, no! Black kicks out. Both men are gassed. The crowd begins clapping in unison and they slowly gather themselves to rise to their feet again. They exchange blows in the center of the ring and Black swings wildly with a spin kick to the head. But Andrade ducks and grabs Black around the waist and hoists him over his head for a German suplex with a bridge. One, two, Black kicks out again. Andrade is pounding the mat, clearly frustrated. He attempts to stand Black up, but Black spins around him and lands a bridging German suplex of his own. One, two, another kick out. The crowd can't get enough, especially this being a first round matchup. Andrade and Black use each other to prop themselves up. They're trading blows back and forth, and they both rebound off the ropes and collide in the center of the ring. Both men are down, and the referee begins the 10 count. On eight, they both make it to their feet, but Andrade charges at Black and hits one more fake kick back elbow. Black falls back into the corner. Andrade runs and goes for the Meteora double knees, but Black dodges out of the way. As Andrade sells out of the corner, Black goes for a Black Mass, but Andrade ducks it and rolls him up for a schoolboy. One, two, three. Andrade celebrates as Black sits in disbelief in the center of the ring. Corey Graves states that Andrade had a counter for the Black Mass at every turn, and he had the move very well scouted. The rest of the first round sees Rey Mysterio beat Cesaro, Drew McIntyre defeat Velveteen Dream, and Finn Balor escape Samoa Joe to move on in the tournament. Andrade versus Rey Mysterio, the semifinal match. Rey Mysterio's music plays and he walks out onto the stage. He's gripping his ribs from the previous bout with Cesaro. Before he could get down the ramp, Andrade runs out and attacks him from behind. He begins stomping Mysterio. Andrade picks him up and throws him into the ring post, and then into the steel steps. He tosses Ray into the ring and takes his time getting in. The referee checks on Ray as Andrade taunts the crowd. Ray gets to his feet and the referee asks him if he can still go. Ray nods and both men back into their corners. The referee calls for the bell and Andrade charges at Ray. But Ray flips around and counters into a roll up. One, two, Andrade just barely kicks out. He charges at Ray again, but Ray drop kicks Andrade's knee, causing Andrade to fall into place for the 619. Ray runs off the ropes, but Andrade pulls himself out of the ring. Ray stops his momentum but rebounds again. This time, he slides out of the ring on his stomach and catches Andrade with a tornado DDT on the outside. Ray sells his ribs from the impact on the outside, but presses on. He lifts Andrade up 
and rolls him back into the ring. Ray gets on the apron and springboards in, looking for a seated senton, but Andrade catches him in midair and drops him with a huge sit-out powerbomb. Andrade covers. One. Two. Ray kicks out. The ultimate underdog doesn't seem to have any quid in him. Andrade grabs Ray by the jaw and lifts him up. Andrade begins yelling at Ray and smacking him in the face. Andrade runs off the ropes and springboard moonsaults, but Ray catches him in midair with a dropkick. Ray uses this time to catch his breath and adjust his mask. Andrade sells up and Ray runs at him, connecting with a huge tilt-a-whirl head-scissors takedown. Andrade rolls out to the apron. As he's getting up, his back is to the ring, and Ray runs to the corner and climbs to the top rope. Ray leaps and connects with a near-perfect Hurricane Rana, sending Andrade to the floor as a sickening thud is heard on the mat. Ray, of course, lands on his feet, but his momentum staggers him off to the side. Ray rolls back into the ring and the ref starts the count. Corey Graves comments about how rib injuries could impact breathing, so Ray is trying to do everything he can to catch his breath. Andrade pulls himself back into the ring, just beating the referee's 10 count. Ray rebounds off the ropes and runs at Andrade. He hits a head scissors takedown, setting him up for the 6-1-9. Ray taunts and connects with it. He's standing on the apron, selling his ribs. The crowd grows louder. Andrade makes it to his feet. Ray sets up for a springboard for the West Coast pop, but Andrade runs in and pushes Ray's legs out from under him. Ray lands on his injured ribs on the top rope. Andrade hooks him and connects with a rope-hung hammerlock DDT. He covers Ray. One, two, three. After yet another incredible match, everyone is wondering how Andrade is going to go into the final to compete against the finalist from Raw, Finn Balor. After Walter is crowned the new NXT UK champion, the finals of the King of the Ring tournament are about to begin. Andrade makes his way to the ring. He's trying to put on that he's not hurt, but the damage from the absolute wars he's fought the last two days are showing. Finn Balor enters next, the UK crowd just as excited to see him as they were during the first match of the night. However, Finn Balor is also showing signs of fatigue. His shoulder is hurt, and he is only doing his musical cue with one arm. The bell rings and both guys go at it. They're throwing strikes and kicks, but neither is showing any sign of backing down from the other. They both want to be the next king of the ring. Andrade whips Balor across the ring with a deep arm drag. Balor gets up, but is immediately thrown back down as Andrade locks in a Fujiwara armbar on the arm that Balor was favoring. Balor wretches in agony, kicking the mat and clawing his way to the ropes. Andrade releases the hold and pulls Balor back by the ankles to the center of the ring, and instead locks in a modified Rings of Saturn. Balor once again screams out in pain. He is refusing to tap, but can't manage to make it to the ropes. Balor begins kicking Almas in the head, causing the release. This match is much slower and more technical than any of the previous ones. They're almost primal in their attacks to each other's weaknesses. Balor begins throwing stiff soccer kicks to Andrade's back, each one louder and more brutal than the next. Balor hits a double foot stomp on a grounded Andrade. Balor covers. One, 
Two, Andrade kicks out. Michael Cole remarks, But you have to wonder how much energy he's expelling just to kick out. Corey Graves follows that up with, The back plays a pivotal role in being able to kick out to pump the shoulders off the mat. Finn Balor lifts Andrade up, and Andrade tosses Balor's arms to the side and lands a huge forearm, stunning Balor. Andrade whips Balor off the ropes, but Balor ducks a clothesline, springboards, and connects with a mid-air sling blade. He grabs his arm in pain. He tries to fight through it. He lifts Andrade up and tries to connect with the 1916, but his arm is just dead. He can't lift him. Andrade chops Balor off of him and goes for another chop, but Balor ducks it and hits the Pele kick. Both men are down in the ring. Balor sells up in the corner. He's holding his arm as Andrade rises in the opposite corner. Balor runs for the shotgun dropkick, but Andrade leaps up and double stomps Balor from his feet to the ground. Andrade covers. One. Two. No. Finn Balor gets his foot on the ropes. Andrade struggles to lift Balor up. He's selling the damage to his back. He sets Balor up in the reverse tree of woe. Andrade climbs to the top rope and he leaps, connecting with the tree of woe double foot stomp. Balor still hangs upside down in the corner, gripping at his shoulder. Andrade pumps himself up by slapping his thighs as he backs into the opposite corner before charging in with the Meteora double knees. Balor falls out of the Tree of Woe and Andrade picks Balor up. He hooks him and connects with the Hammerlock DDT. He covers Balor and hooks both legs. One, two, three. The crowd is loudly booing. There are cheers and applause, but to watch Finn Balor lose in the UK, they're mad. Intense heat. Andrade has done it. He is the 2019 King of the Ring. Confetti cannons fire off as he walks up the stage to the throne set piece. He's handed the scepter and cape from Jerry the King Lawler but he tosses them aside. He stands over the throne for a beat, and rather than sit in it normally, he lays across the arms and seat and pounds his chest with his fist, makes his tranquilo pose. Michael Cole puts a pin in the event. After overcoming several of the top superstars in WWE, Andrade has etched his name in the history books. And now, as the dust settles on King of the Ring, Andrade has his sights set on the WWE Champion Seth Rollins, and that match will take place next month at Survivor Series. Thanks everyone so much for listening. We love doing these fantasy bookings. Uh, We hope you really enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments about this, you can hit us up over on Twitter, at Royally Rumbled. So yeah, thank you so much, Omega Luke, for the opportunity. And sorry about your luck, Mason Adams. El Idolo! Well, let's just say that was probably their best one that they've done so far. Um, I'm going to go through the pros now. Um, there isn't any cons. 
great start with Vince announcing the changes and the King of the Ring. It really makes you aware of the situation that you're in to begin with, especially with them starting not at modern day. So they've gone straight to October. They've picked a date. They've decided, you know, this Fox deal is going to be a big deal. We'll make it around this time because it's going to be a big deal. I like that. I like that a lot. Bringing back the King of the Ring tournament is a nice touch. Did not see that coming one bit. It's very easy to just put Andrade in a, a US title match or something which you would expect, which wouldn't have been a bad thing whatsoever because, you know, that's that's how I did it um, when I did my Andrade part one, two, and three. So making a, a tournament, a unique tournament, bringing back the King of the Ring, which I believe should be brought back anyway, putting it in the UK, I think what was just... I'm not going to count that as a, as a pro, by the way, guys, because I know you're doing that just so that I can see Andrade seeing Almas. Um, but a very nice touch, nonetheless. Not overusing the music. So the sound effects that they used, they used it in all the right places. They used a couple of times it wasn't um, Andrade's music, like, for instance, the Alistair Black. They know I like the Alistair Black music, so that was a nice touch, too. Um, they also used the sound effect of, we don't just set the bar, we are the bar with Seamus. Very good. Very nice. I like that. Um, great spot in the Fatal 4. And what I like about that Fatal 4, they described an incredible match. So they had the tag match before, which they described, which was very good. They made the Fatal 4 very different and sound very different in the spots that they were using. Uh, they used a great uh, Rey Mysterio um, with the 6.9Ts, that sort of thing. And then the sun, Sunset Flip uh, into the suplex at the same time. I love moves like that where it sort of like affects two people. Like a lot of tag teams do it uh, recently and it's working. And they used that in the Fatal 4. But what I like most about this Fatal 4, Andrade doesn't win. Alistair Black wins this Fatal 4. So it doesn't make Andrade weak because. He had a good showing in the Fatal 4, but it makes Alistair Black look strong. It doesn't make Andrade look too strong, so it's not just a case of he wins everything. Um, so Andrade then has to defeat Alistair Black in the first round. Alistair Black has a win in a Fatal 4 with Andrade included. It puts the odds against Andrade. So that makes an added effect and helps the situation. So very good. I noticed that I picked that up and I, I, I appreciate them not making Andrade win that Fatal 4. On to the actual tournament itself. Believe me, guys, I would have been in that crowd. 100%. I'd have got tickets. I would have I've done anything to get tickets in that crowd. Um, but when I'm looking down, I've, I'm on my phone. That's, that's why I write my notes. Uh, so when I'm like looking down, when I'm re listening to the, the booking, that's what I'm doing. The description of each match was insane, like really good. And like I said before, from the tag match to the Fatal 4 match, every match was different. And they, they, they are notorious for this anyway, but they're so good at knowing all of each wrestler's moves, what they call them, how to describe them, so that if you didn't necessarily know the names of these moves, you would hear how they set up that move and picture it, you picture it in your head, which is what they do best, I think. They they help you picture the match in your head, the way they describe it. And 
you can see it happening in your head. So you know what move that these guys are doing because you're aware of these guys' move sets. You may not know the words and what they're called, but the way they describe it, the way they build up to these these moves and describe it and and ultimately um, perform these moves through our ears, which is a very weird phrase, but you know what I mean, is very good because you know exactly what's happening. So they, they what I think they do really well is they stick to their strengths and it works. So I said in their last book in that their description of that triple threat match um, was arguably the best description of a match that they've done. Now, I don't think any of these matches were up to the same standard as that triple threat match because that triple threat match was an incredible description, but it didn't need to be because they had to go through three matches and they included the two before. So I wasn't expecting them to do better than that. But that's not to say that these matches weren't very well described. They were exceptionally well described. So I like that. Overall, it was a very unique way of putting Andrade over. And getting the fans to enjoy that. They added nice little touches here and there. You know, the, the Volta um, winning the UK title. You know, they, they mentioned Velveteen Dream being called up. You had Alistair Black, but they didn't, it wasn't so obvious that they they made you, like, they told you all these things. They they told you at the start there's going to be some changes, there has been some changes before, and they just subtly dropped them in. So it made your mind play, oh, those are all those changes. And it's very well done how they do that. Obviously, again, the, the way they set up their promos, very well done. They're, they're the best at doing it. Um, obviously they have the advantage of having two men so um, yeah that's one of these things but that's just here or here nor there um, but yeah very unique did not see the king of the ring thing coming and I really enjoyed it so and they left it to carry on as well they mentioned how he would then go on and uh, challenge Seth Rollins for that belt um, who obviously we heard Seth Rollins had made a change and successfully won the WWE championship so that was very good so, overall, guys, absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for doing it. Let's hear what your opponent, Mason Adams, has in store for you. My boy, Mason Adams, one of my best friends. Um, it's going to take some beating, buddy, but I believe in you. Let's see what you have in store for Royally Rumbled. So, before I get into my booking, since I've been a part of the Fantasy Booking League, I've kept all my bookings in the same universe. And when this league started, it was, all, it was still 2018. So I fast forwarded to 2019 and that started at the Royal Rumble. Each superstar I've had to book has led on to the next. Didn't plan it like that, just happened. So I thought I'd roll with it. If you haven't heard any of my bookings before, then one, you should. And two, my last booking was a Rock's last run within the WWE, where he won the WWE title against AJ Styles at SummerSlam. But I left it where he was in the middle of that last run. So with that being said, let's get into my booking of Andrade Cian Almas. It's August 13th, 2019, two days after SummerSlam. The Rock opens up after retaining his WWE Championship at SummerSlam against AJ Styles. He's in a good mood and he enters the ring, soaks up the atmosphere and the love he is receiving from the WWE Universe. Rocky chants break out in the arena. Rock gets on the mic. Thank you for the love. I am humbled. Humbled to be back home and I am honoured to be your WWE Champion. Now I've retained my title, twice, 
I want to know who my next challenger is. Who will have the privilege to go one-on-one -on -one with the great one? AJ Styles music's hits. He comes down to the ring and he says he wants another shot. This is the house that Rock cuts him off. I've beat you twice. You're at the back of the line. Anyone else? Anyone? Daniel Bryan music's hits. Gets into the ring. He gets on the mic. I never lost my title. I had to forfeit it. Forfeit it because of three cowards. I want a shot, Rock. Rock responds. You make a very good point, Daniel. AJ pushes it, and both men start to bicker. The arena lights go off. Finn Balor comes out. Hey, Rock. Finn Balor. Nice to meet your acquaintance. I want a shot. I was screwed out of my number one contender spot by this little bitch and his two weasels. Byron Saxon is laughing. Corey Graves, outrageous, says, You can't talk to AJ that way. This is ridiculous. The Rock agrees. Another good point. A pattern is emerging here, and it all stems from you, AJ. It seems you've cheated and manipulated your way to the title shot. Ever since you lost that belt. So this is what we're going to do. Before he can say anything else. Andrade Cianama comes out and always Selena Vega by his side. She gets the mic and addresses The Rock. Rock, why are you wasting your time on two has-beens and a guy who can never quite make it? Focus your attention on the future, and the future is El Ilalor. Andrade Cianamas. This is the era of Tranquilo. The Rock responds, Hey Selena, haven't seen you since we shot that Page movie. How are you doing? I like this guy, I do. He doesn't talk much though, does he? That being said, he needs to prove himself before he can be in the title picture. Andrade grabs the mic and starts speaking Spanish. The Rock just laughs at him. All of a sudden, Andrade insecurities the Rock. Rock gets back up and is clearly shaken by the kick to the head. He takes a couple seconds, gathers his thoughts, gets on the mic. Okay, okay, I didn't see that coming, but I've got an idea. As WWE champ, I can make these matches. Why don't we have ourselves a little mini tournament? AJ Styles, you'll go one-on-one -on -one with Daniel Bryan. And Sinina, your guy, Andrade Ciaramas, he will face Finn Balor. Winner of each match will face off against one another. And the winner of that match, well, the winner has the pleasure to step into the ring with greatness. The great one, the Barama Bull at Hell in the Cell. If you smell what the rock is cooking. End of that segment. August 20th, 2019. Smackdown opens up with a video package of last week's events and they are promoting the matches that The Rock made. The first match up is Andrade Cian Almas versus Finn Balor. A great match to start you off. It's a very high-paced match. Finn controls the match, but a distraction from Zelina leads to Andrade getting the upper hand. He starts to treat Finn like a rookie and starts slapping his head. Finn, out outraged, hits him in the face so hard, Andrade stumbles back and falls to his knees. The crowd are encouraging Finn to take the advantage of this. He does take the advantage and hits Andrade with a sling blade and drop kicks him into the corner. He sets him up for the coup de grace. Selena gets up on the apron and distracts the ref. The ref with his back down, Andrade gets up and knocks, ro and knocks the ropes. Finn Balor falls and lands horribly onto the ring mat. Andrade picks him up and kicks him in the lower region. Finn is down and again Andrade picks him up, but this time he hits him with a hammerlock DDT and he pins Finn. Andrade has advanced to the final. Later that night, it's Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for the other place in the final. In a very good match, Daniel Bryan beats AJ and advances to face off versus Andrade. At the end of the match, Andrade comes out and is face to face with Daniel Bryan. 
they will meet in the final in what will only be the second time these two have faced off. End of that SmackDown. Week later, August 27, 2019. This week's SmackDown opens up with Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega stood in the ring. They both have a microphone. Selena starts it off. This man to my left is Andrade Cien Almas. He is the future WWE champion. He has already beaten Finn Balor. Next on his list is Daniel Bryan. What is it that the authority used to call him? A B-plus player? Well, next week on SmackDown Live, Andrade Cien Almas will show just how B-plus he really is and how A-plus El Idolo is. This is the era of Tranquilo. Andrade simply says, next week, I beat Daniel Bryan and I will go on and beat The Rock. Daniel Bryan's music hits, the crowd loving him and joining in with his yes chance while running down to the ring. B-plus, you say? We doing this again? I think you don't quite remember. Maybe your memory is a little fuzzy. But I proved those douchebags wrong. I went, I went on to WrestleMania. I headlined and won the WWE title. I mean, what have you done? Lay down and put your fist up in the air? Not, a, not exactly A-plus now, is it? You talk too much. Next week, you just need to put up or shut up. Selena, how dare you speak to your future WWE champion like this? You will respect Andrade Cien Almas. The segment ends with both men in a tense stare down. September 3rd, 2019, week before Hell in the Cell. Finn Balor is seen walking into Daniel Bryan's locker room. Daniel, I just wanted to come in here and say, you better kick Andrade's ass and go on to say, if you do go on and beat The Rock, I want the first shot at that title as we've both been screwed. Daniel replies, thank you and sure, you got it. Andrade is being interviewed by Dasha and is asked how he's feeling heading into arguably the biggest match of his WWE career to date. Let me answer this. What kind of question is that? You call yourself an interviewer? Next question. Okay, what is your game plan heading into this match? Seriously? That's the other question? We're done with this interview. Before we can leave, The Rock comes into shot of the camera. Hey kid, that insecurity you gave me, well, The Rock hasn't forgot about that. And believe you me, if you can beat Daniel tonight, I will teach you a thing or two on how to handle business around here. Both men, again, have an intense stare down. Smackdown cuts to an ad break. We head into the main event. The Rock comes out and joins the commentary team. Nice to have you with us, Rock, says Phillips. All three men shake his hand. Who's your pick for Rock, asks Graves. Rock responds, Daniel Bryan, of course. Corey asks The Rock if he's underestimated Andrade or looking past him. Graves, The Rock never under, uh, underestimates any opponent. The question was, who's my pick? And my pick is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan comes out, but before he can start to walk down to the ring, Andrade from behind attacks him. Throwing him into the barricade, he throws him into the steps. His shoulder is pretty beaten up. Tom Phillips mentions how that is the same shoulder that put him out of action and made him forfeit the title in the first place. Smackdown goes to another advert. The show comes back on air and Andrade is in the ring, Daniel being seen by medical staff. The ref asks him if he's okay to continue. Daniel being Daniel said yes. The bell rings and immediately Andrade goes on attack and targets Daniel's shoulder. As the match continues, Andrade keeps focus on the shoulder. He goes to pick up Daniel, but just falls, just falls to the floor. The ref intervenes to see if Daniel is okay. Ref puts his arms up in a neck shake. The ref has no choice but to stop the match. Andrade Cien Almas is your winner. The Rock enters the ring and pushes Andrade away. The Rock sees if Daniel is okay and has his back turned to Andrade. And Andrade grabs him, proceeds to attack him and hits him with a hammerlock DDT. Selena enters the ring, grabs a mic. 
See Rock, this is your fate at Hell in the Cell. Andrade is not a man to be underestimated with, and they leave the ring. The Rock grabs a microphone. Andrade, I will see you at Hell in the Cell, kid, and I will teach you a very important lesson. It's the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, September 8th, 2019. During the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, they keep showing us video packages of Rock versus Andrade, showing the career of both men and how they got to this moment in time. This is Andrade's biggest match of his career, and we get to the main event. Andrade comes out first, as always, with Selena by his side. The champion, The Rock, comes out. The crowd is buzzing. Chance of, let's go, Rocky, Alma sucks, breaks throughout the arena. Selena telling Andrade to ignore the crowd. Both men staring at each other from each corner. The ref holds up the WWE title and the bell rings. They start to walk, slowly walk around the ring but not taking their eyes off each other. The Rock walks towards Andrade but receives a kick in the stomach. Andrade starts axe handling The Rock and just continues to beat him down. Andrade has took the early, early initiative in this match but being a cocky heel he gives The Rock a second and The Rock pounces on this and he starts punching him. The Rock, with the spit on his hand, with the force of that final punch, the momentum takes Andrade to the outside. Crowd is lifted and clearly on the side of the great one. Andrade takes a moment with Selena coming over to talk and clearly talking strategy. Selena gets up on the apron and the ref stops her and tries to get her down. With this, Andrade re-enters the ring and hits the Rock from behind. With the help of Selena, Andrade has the advantage once again. The crowd boos. Rock tries to to get up, but Andrade prevents this by cold kicks to the head. The crowd goes silent. This continues for a while. Andrade getting cockier and cockier by the minute. As we all know, you can't give the rock time like this. Andrade back is turned and the rock flips himself up, hands on knees, waiting for Andrade to turn around. The rock grabs him and rock bottoms him. He doesn't go for the pin, but he picks him back up and rock bottoms him again. But again, he picks him up and another rock bottom. That's three rock bottoms. He then sets him up for his famous people's elbow. He takes his elbow pad off and runs rope to rope, but at the second run off the rope, Selena grabs the rock's foot. The ref seeing this sends Selena backstage. She has been banished from ringside. Rock walks to pick up Andre, but he grabs him for a small package. One, two, and a kick out. Andre almost pinned him, and the rock knows this. A hint of respect is apparent on The Rock's face. He knows he's in for a fight. He allows Andrade to get back up on his feet. The crowd is buzzing and you can't hear yourself think. Both opponents in either corner and start to again walk around the ring. They meet in the middle and exchange blows. Andrade getting the better and he throws it The Rock into the corner as he falls to his ass. Andrade hits him with a run double knee smash. He picks him up and hits him with a hammerlock DDT. One, two, kick out. Andrade can't believe it. Outraged by this, he picks him up and hits him with another hammerlock DDT. One, two, three. Andrade has pinned the rock and has become WWE champion. Andrade celebrating. Selena comes out to celebrate with Andrade. The music stops. The rock gets up and they're face to face. He puts his hand out as a sign of respect. Andrade is hesitant at first. He does and the crowd are loving it. A great spectacle. The Rock raises his arm to every inch of the crowd. A passing of the torch, you could say. Another handshake. Rock goes to leave the ring, but Andrade doesn't let go, and he kicks him, and he delivers another hammerlock DDT. He raises his title with Selena, and they end with a tranquilo. Smackdown, September 10th, 2019. Tom Phillips on commentary. 
and he says, Welcome to SmackDown Live. Tonight, we will see the new WWE champion, Andrade Cien Almas, after he defeated The Rock this past Sunday at Hell in the Cell. What is next for The Rock, and what is next for Andrade? We will find out tonight. Corey, Corey Graves says, Forget about the Attitude Era. Forget about the Ruthless Aggression Era. This is the Era of Tranquilo. The Rock comes out and addresses the WWE Universe. Rocky chants again are breaking out. Last night, last night I lost. I lost my WWE title. I had nothing but respect for Andrade Cianales. He beat me like a man. That is, until he gave me a hammerlock DDT and left me lying in the middle of the ring. As a champion, as WWE champion, you can't go about your business like that. After losing my title, I would have left. I've done it all here in the WWE. Andrade, you've given me a reason to stay. This isn't even about that title. I just want to teach you about respect and kick your candy ass. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Why can't you just accept that I beat you and beat you fair and square? I am Andrade. I am your WWE champion. And this title? This title represents, represents the era of Tranquilo. Selena and Andrade both part of that first. The Rock responds, shut your candy ass up. I want you and I want you tonight. You don't even have to put that title on the line, you jabroni. Selena says, you're not the WWE champion anymore, Rock. You can't make matches. I don't care if you're a great one. Without this WWE title, you're nothing. Andrade and Selena leave. Smackdown goes to a break, but when we come back on air, Shane McMahon announces that it will be The Rock versus the new WWE champion Andrade next week on Smackdown Live. With this announcement, Andrade rushes into the office of Shane McMahon. How dare you do this to your WWE champion? I deserve a bit of respect. You need to look after your champion. Shane responds, I don't have to do anything, Andrade. You are the WWE champion, and as the WWE champion, you fight when I say. Andrade backtracks and whispers into Selena's ear. Selena, on behalf of Andrade, says, Shane, Andrade will wrestle the rock, but on one condition. When Andrade beats him for the second time in three days, the rock has to retire. Shane says, no, not a chance. I will not authorise this. Selena, that's the only way he faces Andrade. Your choice. The Smackdown cuts to a break. When Smackdown comes back on air, Tom Phillips addresses the WWE Universe. I can confirm that the match will not be happening tonight, but in fact it will be in two weeks' time. The WWE Champion Andrade will go one-on-one -on -one with The Rock, and the stipulation has been agreed. If The Rock loses, he has to officially retire. Social media is buzzing and it comes on screen that the number one trend is The Rock, Andrade and the fact that this could be The Rock's last match. And that is the end of SmackDown. September 17th, 2019. A video package opens up about the rivalry of Andrade and The Rock. In such a short amount of time, this rivalry has escalated quickly and we are now at a point where this could be The Rock's last match. There are tweets from fans, current and past superstars. But the main tweet that has got people talking though, and it is from the boss himself, Vince McMahon. It reads, The Rock, a great superstar, a certain future Hall of Famer. For everything you have done, it will never be forgotten. If this is your last match, then thank you. There will be only one great one. A shot cuts backstage and Andrade is deep in thought. Selena with a very smug look on her face. Dasha enters the locker room and asks Andrade how he is feeling. He ignores her and Selena takes the interview. Andrade, your WWE champion, is hell-bent on ending The Rock's career. And he will. 
Rock could have just left on his own accord and gone back to Hollywood. But no, he had to open that big mouth again, but this time it will cost him his career. Later, later on in the evening, The Rock comes out to address the WWE Universe. If this is my final match, then I wouldn't want it to end anywhere else but on SmackDown. My creation, my show. How fitting it would be to have my career end here. Forget the manias, forget the summer slams. SmackDown means more to me than you will ever know. So don't be sad, because I won't be. Chance of Rocky break out. But that's not going to happen. Andrade, you messed with the wrong guy. I'm going to kick your candy ass all over my SmackDown hotel. I am the drone-brony-beating, pie-eating, trail-blazing, eyebrow-raising, the best in the present, future, and past, and if you don't like that, then you can kiss my ass if you smell what The Rock is cooking. End of that SmackDown. In the up-and-coming days before next week's SmackDown, a major announcement breaks out regarding the build match between Andrade and The Rock, where if The Rock loses, he has to retire, but it will now be for the WWE title. It's been made official. September 24th, 2019. The build-up and hype about the main event this evening is on everyone's lips, but particularly AJ Styles. AJ Styles releases a tweet before tonight's show, and it simply says, Finish him off, Andrade, and we will run this place like we did over there, with a two-sweet emoji and a fist representing Tranquilo. We get to the main event of this week's SmackDown. Builder's title versus career. Andrade comes out first to a chorus of boos. The Rock comes out to a chorus of cheers. There's the ultimate face versus a cocky hill. The referee holds up the title. Both men are in the corner and the bell rings. This match is officially underway. The Rock immediately on the attack and you can sense what huge implications this match holds for him. Andrade goes, goes into the ropes and the ref has no choice to break it up. The Rock lets go. Andrade comes off to the ropes and the Rock goes straight for him and again not giving him a second to breathe. Out of nowhere, the rock, rock bottoms on Andrade and the crowd are off their seats. He goes straight to the pin. One, two, kick out. He picks him up and continuous slaps got to the face of Andrade and he leaps out of the ring. The ref starts to count but the rock jumps outside and the rock and throws Andrade into the barricades. He throws him into the ring and Selena walks towards Rock to try and distract him. The ref tells her to back off. Rock gets back into the ring, and with the ref still looking at Selena, Andrade proceeds to poke the Rock in the eyes. He now has the initiative in this match. He targets the Rock's arm and puts him in an armbar and puts pressure on the right shoulder. Crowd starts to entice the Rock arm, and he starts to get the momentum. He gets back on his feet, and he starts to punch Andrade straight in the eyes. He grabs Andrade by the legs, and Andrade falls to the mat, and the Rock applies the sharpshooter. He has him locked in it in the middle of the ring. Andrade is screaming in agony. He tried to pull himself to the ropes, but he can't quite make it. And when he gets close to them, Rock pulls him back into the middle of the ring. Andrade will not tap and he will not give up. He's clearly in agony and he tries one last ditch to try and get out of it. And he wriggles himself so he is face to face with the Rock and scrapes him in the eyes. The Rock lets go, but the damage has been done. The Rock picks Andrade up, but is met with an insiguri. Both men die and Andrade is holding his legs. The ref counts. One. Two, three, four, five. Both men start to get back up and they start to exchange blows to each other. The crowd is loving it and it is so loud in the in this place. Andrade knees the rock in the mid-drift and throws the rock into the corner. Andrade attempts to run in double knees but rock moves out of the way and he sets Andrade up for the rock bottom. But Andrade reverses and hammerlock DDTs him and goes for the pin. One, two, kick out. Andrade can't believe it. He picks him back up and rock bottoms. The rock. The crowd are buzzing. One, two, kick out. 
Andrade is beside himself. He again attempts a hammerlock DDT, but the rock spins out of it and hits him with a rock bar. One, two, again, another kick out. He picks him up and he hits the rock with a shadow driver. He doesn't, however, attempt to pin, but picks the rock up and hits him with his signature hammerlock DDT. One, two, three. Andrade is still your WWE champion and has retired to rock. And that is my booking on Andrade. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Mason Adams, soon to be Omega Luke Fantasy Booking Champion. So they've both ended that saying, I am going to be the champ. I love that. I love how confident both of them are. Um, by the way, before I get into Mason Adams' his, his pros... It got to a point there where it looked like they were very, doing very similar paths. We both had the Finn Balor. We both had the same spot in the Finn Balor match where Zelina Vega pops up and distracts Finn Balor from the coup de grace. Obviously, it's quite an obvious um, spot if you think about a Finn Balor versus Andrade Cianamas match, knowing what Zelina Vega is like. But it's still very strange for, that, um, for both guys to have that spot. So, May Sam's, but probably your best one, I'd say. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'd say your best one, actually. Yeah. Um, again, no cons. I couldn't really pick a fault in in either of these bookings. So, I think I think the the great start you had with the nice promo to start with all of these great contenders from all of your previous bookings. So, like I said before, I really hope Mace Adams stays in the same universe as what he has created. Um, he has had. Dean Ambrose, which isn't included in this because he wasn't very a big fan of his Dean Ambrose. But as soon as we went to SmackDown, guys, he had uh, Daniel Bryan um, as as a booking. He then had an AJ Styles heel turn, which included Finn Balor, and he had The Rock one last run. And all of these guys from his previous three bookings were included. Um, he told us about it. Very good. I like it. And the promo to have all of these guys back was a nice little touch. I like that. Um, I did crack up. You may have seen me crack up at the the Rock and Zelina Vega joke. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you just listen to this on, on YouTube, I cracked up. Because the Rock and Zelina Vega joke was a real nice touch talking about the Page film. Obviously, uh, Zelina Vega plays AJ Lee in the Page film, which is about to come out in February um, as we are listening to this. So that was really, really nice touch. I love a good tournament, just like the King of the Ring. So makes the winner seem like a viable contender for that Rocky Championship. Mason's promos of Vega are spot on, by the way. He does have a great accent uh, for Zelina Vega. Um, and I really like, you could, if you close your eyes, you could imagine Zelina Vega say it. So where I think... Um, Mason's strengths are the promos and Royley Rumbles are the matches. They both make sure they use their strengths to their advantage, I, which I like that. You know, um, as much as taking risk is, is obviously encouraging the Omega Luke Fantasy Book and League, which these guys both have um, in other ways, making sure you stick to your strengths as well is a huge point because we've seen in the past with people like Ricky Dent maybe who 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 stayed away from where I was praising him massively in Bray Wyatt's bookings and then didn't succeed as well as he did in his other bookings because he took a risk, which obviously is a gamble. 
these guys know their strength. They know what I've um, complimented them on before, and they've stuck to it. So, Mason Adam, well done. The promos are spot on. Um, the Rock promo as well, I did laugh at that one. I think the way Mason sets up the tournament and Andrade with The Rock as champ would genuinely be a really interesting story that would lift all members, everyone involved, um, building suspense and sort of intrigue. I, I really do feel like it was a nice amalgamation of um, five guys there that, um, that he used. Obviously, being from his all previous fantasy bookings, nonetheless, but all of those guys I really liked and really good wrestlers, so it would it would make for a really good tournament. It was also a great use of Zelina throughout the whole of this, not just promo-wise, but getting involved in the match. She is a big part of why Andrade Cien Almas is as good as what he is in WWE and was good as what he was in NXT. Um, so keeping her useful and doing all the stuff that he did, which both guys did, to be honest, Roy Lombard and Mason Adams, um, was, was really good. I also like the fake handshake with the, the, the handshake pull back to Sucker the Rock after the passing of the torch, which um, Mason Adams made a point of, of, of gesturing. I really liked that because that was sort of like a bait in, oh, is it a face turn? And then bang, no, it's not. Havelock DDT. Good night, Rock. So that was really good. And it was a really great promo from the Rock the week before his retirement match. Like I said about the promos before, um, I noted it down. Very good promo. Mason almost raised attention in a way he was describing the retirement match and it really helped with the way his booking went. So the way he began talking about the match as it was happening um, to him raised attention and it felt more important than the matches he was describing before. Um, not sure how he did it, way he just like slowed his words down maybe or the way he said it um, but I think it really helped what he was trying to get across um, with that booking like this was a big deal this is the WWE Championship and the Rock the Rock's career and, and what a career so you know that is a big deal and the way he described it the intensity that came across so was also a Great way to end that match, by the way, as well. Um, the, the kick out of the Hammerlock DDT to begin with was the first time anyone's kicked out of the Hammerlock DDT in his story, in his fantasy booking, and then to go back and to do another one again. Nice touch. So overall, Mason Adams, very good. And yes, what I really liked about it, of course, you told me you were going to raise your game. You posted it on Twitter. You've had to raise your game for Royally Rumbled. The sound effects, my good sir, that was a very good touch. Well done, Mason Adams. Um, obviously, he's not a podcaster at all, um, so he doesn't have the, the ability and the equipment, so he's had to go and teach himself that. So, like I said before, I appreciate great efforts like that. Um, you've made the Fantasy Booking League amazing just to get to the final and all the promotion you've done. But to, to put in the effort you have for this fantasy book in final, um, thank you very much on behalf of, of me and, and all the listeners because it really did add to your book in. It made it special. Um, that would have been an advantage that Royally Rumbled had. However, you matched them with the, the sound effects, the music of El Idilo, and of course, the, the really nice touch of um, Nana Nana, Hey Hey, Goodbye to Zelina Vega. Um, very well done, uh, Mason Adams. So, 
That was both bookings. Both incredible bookings. But there can only be one winner now. And the winner of this match will not only be the fantasy booking faction champion for Omega Luke, for, for myself, and be my first champion. Um, everyone always wants to be the first. Of course they do. But they also get that t-shirt. The exclusive t-shirt for winning the fantasy booking league um, is the only t-shirt that is going to be made. Because I'm going to make it a little different to the one I originally, the prototype I had at the start of the league, which I've shown off. Uh, it's going to be a little different, but not too, not too dissimilar. The t-shirt, the undefeated streak of one t-shirt. And it just so happens that both of these guys are both undefeated. So whoever wins this fantasy booking league will not only become my champion, but get that Kurt Hawkins t-shirt, which I um, produced and created in my fantasy booking of Kurt Hawkins all the way back in episode three of my podcast. So that's all the way back in July when this podcast, actually it was June. When this podcast first started, um, everyone always mentions about my Kurt Hawkins episode, that t-shirt. It's probably my favorite part of my booking, one of my favorite parts of any booking I've done. Um, and I'm excited to do that. However, if Royal Rumble do win, they're only getting one t-shirt because money's in it. Um, so, who is my first champion? Who is the winner of the Fantasy Booking League? It's a very hard decision. Like I said, both of these guys, absolutely incredible. But the winner of the Fantasy Booking League, my first ever champion, is Royally Rumbled. Congratulations, guys. Thank you very much. What an incredible run you've had in the Fantasy Booking League. Mason Adams, commiserations, Mason Adams. Um... It's not. I feel really bad because genuinely you haven't done anything wrong. You've your first booking, like I said, was a bit missing something. You listened to that, and after that, you've nailed every single one and got better and better every single time. And this one was your best, and you did Andrade Cianarmus proud. Um, don't know why I'm still using these. I don't need these anymore. Um, that's headphones, by the way, for audio only, guys. And the. Your booking of Andrade Cianarmus was near on perfect. Um, I wouldn't argue with that. That's very good. I would have been really happy if that was my fantasy booking of Andrade Cianarmus. You kept in the same universe. That is so unique. We haven't had anyone do that before. I absolutely loved it. Um, however, I think... I, I know what you're like, and I think you will really enjoy Royally Rumbled's fantasy booking of Andrade Cianarmus. And maybe... You may disagree, you may think yours is slightly better, but I think you will also agree with me in ways that um, Royally Rumbled's was very good. So um, I'm sure you can understand, and everyone, I'm sure you can understand how hard that decision was to make for me. Mason Adams, obviously, is one of my best friends, but I don't go on who I'm mates with. Royally Rumbled, um, come in, fancy booking later than anyone else and took it by storm incredible booking absolutely loved it thank you for the thank you message as well guys um i'm glad you really enjoyed doing these fantasy bookings because it's great to have you on board and produce such incredible bookings like that so there we have it guys i have my first champion i'm absolutely excited i cannot wait to see what we have in store i know for a fact i know for a fact nev 
who has the um, match against JPQ, Jonathan Pilquist, has already said he'd love to face Mason Adams for that title belt. Well, now that Mason Adams isn't in the title, well, isn't the title holder anymore, I wonder whether Nev will still want to face Mason Adams. I wonder whether Mason Adams will want to come fighting back because he definitely deserves another shot at that title belt. Maybe not yet, but in the future, definitely. And I, I really hope we see more from Mason Adams because what an incredible universe he has created. Um, I'm quite excited to give him another booking to see how he adds that into his universe and keep it going. But the sound effects, my, my guy, I appreciate very much uh, for the effort. Absolutely incredible. Um, but one last time, amazing, royally rumbled. Congratulations, guys, my first ever champions. That is the Omega Luke Fantasy Booking League coming to an end. Like I said, we have more matches coming up. Um, but until then, make sure you are subscribed on all podcast platforms to never miss a fantasy booking match. Let me know. Make sure. I say this all the time and no one really does. But this time, if you've listened to this episode and you've got all the way to the end, I want you to tweet me. Do you agree with my decision? Do you agree with me that Royally Rumbled should be the guys lifting the Omega Luke title belt, which you can see if you can see on YouTube. I've got it on the graphic here. Um, uh, but if you're listening, you obviously see it on the graphic on, on Twitter that I've posted. Do you agree with me in my decision? Or do you feel Adam Mason should be the guy um, lifting that belt? Obviously, it doesn't matter because I am ultimately the judge. But I'm very curious to hear what you guys feel um, as well. Um, you guys are what makes this Fantasy Booking League incredible because you've all been absolutely loving it. You all want to be a massive part of it and I'm really intrigued on your thoughts. But an incredible contest. Absolutely loved it. Like I said, make sure you're subscribed on all podcast platforms. Make sure if you're watching this on the Tube, you, the YouTube, make sure you are subscribed to the channel i've just hit 100 subscribers um so massive congratulations to me as well and i want to keep growing this channel i want to keep getting bigger and better i want to keep bringing you fantasy booking matches just like this the most unique thing in the wrestling podcast world the fantasy booking league no one else does it like this no one else does it like omega luke so make sure you're subscribed so you never miss another episode. Keep your friends close, but keep Omega Luke closer. Goodbye, everyone. Until next time, good night. Bang.